It was an awful Sunday for the Falcons in London. Thanks to Desmond Ritter. Is a quarterback change imminent? You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another illustrious episode of the Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. We're going to help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And guys, if you don't know me, I'm your very humble host, Aaron Freeman. Formerly covered the Falcons at falcfans.com, RIP. Also, RIP to Falcons on Twitter. Uh, but you also may know me as Mr. Drew, Mr. Holier Than Thou, Sirius Black, all that and more. And guys, I want to thank each and every one of you guys that makes this illustrious podcast your first listen each and every day. Shout out to the everydayers uh, and follow in their footsteps by subscribing or following for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcast so today's episode i am not going to probably be as angry as some of you guys are watching or listening to this podcast i have sort of calmed down a bit a little bit after the last couple of hours uh you know you, you talk with jarvis davis for 30 minutes in the postcast and you can't help but come away with a smile on your face just clowning this atlanta falcons team so if you want to see me a little bit more fired up than i currently am more sub than my subduedness, then go check out the postcast. It's on Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube, of course, also on Locked On Falcons in your audio feeds as well. But it was an absolutely awful first half for Jameis Winston. Um, no, that's not who the Falcons quarterback is. Uh, Zach Wilson, no. Um, uh, Justin Fields, no. Um, Sam Darnold, no. Uh, Joey Harrington, no. Um, Deshaun Kaiser, no, no, no. Deshaun, no. Desmond, Desmond Ritter, that's that is who the Falcons quarterback is. And he made some very poor decisions, especially in the second quarter of this game, through a pick six on a bad read to Darius Williams. Uh, he followed that up on his very next pass to start the next drive with another pick, staring down uh, Kyle Pitts and Andre Sisco easily jumped it. And then the next series almost threw another third interception, uh, underthrowing a deep ball to Mac Hollins, and Williams dropped that. And then at the end of the game, he had his third ter- official turnover of the game with a sack strip by Josh Allen on Josh Allen's third uh, sack of the day. Um, Now, Ritter certainly was not the only problem with the Falcons on this Sunday, but he was absolutely the biggest problem. And we've been talking, you know, me and Jarvis, and I'm sure many of you guys have been talking all offseason, all season long about playing clean. And all we need Desmond Ritter to do is, is to manage a game. And he went into this week leading the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus, with seven turnover-worthy plays and probably added at least four more today. There were probably a couple of other tight window throws that I would not be shocked if if PFF, you know, categorized those as turnover-worthy passes as well. And if you just assume he has 11 through four games, that would put him on a pace for 47 turnover-worthy plays this upcoming season. And if you're curious, in Jameis Winston's 30 interception season back in 2019, he had only 40 turnover worthy plays in 16 games. So clearly Ritter is, you know, calling him Jameis Winston is, is, you know, disrespectful to Jameis Winston at, at this point based off of how he's been this first month. And he's been very lucky 
that the roughly dozen or so times the ball has been put in harm's way primarily by him has only accounted for three interceptions this year. And, and that one interception against Green Bay wasn't really his fault. Right. And so he's only really had two picks that were his fault. Um, but, you know, again, there's another almost dozen times where, you know, he should have had an interception. He should probably have like eight or nine interceptions at this point in time. And so it begs the question, you know, should the Falcons make a quarterback change given how horrifically bad Ritter has been, you know, when it comes to protecting the football and managing the game? Right. And Arthur Smith was asked by ESPN's Laura Rutler at halftime whether or not he considered making a switch to Taylor Heineken. He said, absolutely not. And I don't, I don't disagree with Arthur Smith for not making that call. Right. Because this season, you know, because the Falcons are rebuilding, which I have to remind folks, they are rebuilding. You know, they have to figure out if they have a long term answer at the quarterback position. And Taylor Heineke is not a long term answer. Taylor Heineke is not part of a rebuild. Now, let's say hypothetically that the Falcons do make the switch to Taylor Heineke on Monday and, you know, he goes seven and six the rest of the way, right? Taylor Heineke has been a basically 500 quarterback his entire career. So let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say he, he gets the team slightly above 500 the rest of the way. That doesn't really do anything for the Atlanta Falcons. Certainly not long-term short-term. Sure. Right. Short-term it puts you back in playoff contention, but long-term it does nothing for your football team. And so you're going to be right back into the quarterback market, desperate for a quarterback next offseason because you're not going to, you know, roll with Taylor Heineke long term, and you're going to need a massive upgrade. And you're not, you know, unless Tom Brady's going to come out of retirement and play for the Atlanta Falcons, you're not going to get a, a massive upgrade at this point based off of who's likely to be available, whether that's Russell Wilson, whether that's Kirk Cousins, whether that's Kyler Murray, right? Those guys aren't savers, right? They can give you better quarterback play than what we're getting, certainly, but they're not going to save your franchise. They're not going to be part of your long-term solution at the quarterback position. You're not finding your post-Matt Ryan era quarterback, right? You know, best case scenario is he's Bobby Bear. if you want to pull from Falcons history in, in that case, Chris Redman or something like that. You know, you're basically doing the exact same thing that the Saints are doing right now with Derek Carr, which is basically like we just want to have somebody steward this sinking ship and just make this the ship sink a little bit slower. That's all those guys are doing, right? And even if you just say, okay, well, we're not going to go the veteran quarterback route and we'll go and draft the quarterback. We'll we'll trade it all for, you know, South South Southern California, sorry, USC's, Caleb Williams or UNC's, North Carolina's, Drake May, right? You know, you're not going to feel confident that those guys are going to save your franchise, right? Because again, we're in this hypothetical situation, we're, we're talking about Taylor Heineke saving the season. And, and keeping this team in, in playoff contention. So you're going to have to trade up and trade it all for those guys, but you're not going to feel good uh, that, you know, Arthur Smith is going to be able to, you know, oh, he's going to win with those guys when he can't even get Desmond Ritter to perform like an average quarterback, right? And so that's really what it's about, right? The season is about fixing Desmond Ritter. It's about Arthur Smith fixing it, right? If you can't get Desmond Ritter out of this tailspin that he is currently in, you know, what are you doing? You're not doing anything. Right? You're not treading water. You're not saving anything. You're going down. And so, like, I get it, you know, this need to to want to, to make a change. And, and, you know, it's not a knee-jerk reaction because we've been watching, you know, this, whatever the analogy is, the metaphor is, for a month. So it's not like this. you're making this decision on the spur of decision. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. And I, I sit here and I go, I would give Desmond Ritter the month of October. I know. Crazy. But like that clock is ticking, that leash is tightening, right? And so I could sit here and say, yeah, I'll give him another four weeks to figure it out. And then next week, you know, he 
throws four picks against the Texans. And then I'm like, well, that, that goes out the window. So it, it's got to start with Desmond Ritter and your quarterback playing cleaner, eliminating the mistakes. Like I don't, I don't need Desmond Ritter to go out there and win games guys. Uh, again, I, I need you to channel Alex Smith. I need you to not make the game killing mistakes. I don't need you to be good. Desmond Ritter. I just need you to not be terrible. That's all I need. And so hopefully we will get that. Hopefully returning to the quote unquote friendly confines of Mercedes Benz stadium over the next two weeks against Houston and Washington, you will see Desmond Ritter, you know, just like, Oh, well, he's just really bad on the road, you know, to start the season. And he, you know, once he just got a couple of games and build some momentum, maybe we'll see, but you know, and this is not a shot at Falcon fans. I just know like it ain't going to be that friendly because you know, the boo birds are, are ready to go and they should be, they should be based off of what we saw this past Sunday. So we'll, we'll see, you know, we, we talked a big game about Desmond Ritter's intangibles and his leadership and his character and all this stuff. I'm like, now you're going to find out, you know, the, about those intangibles, how, how real that is. If you can pull out of this tailspin Desmond Ritter and, and eliminate and, and tell, get yourself and look yourself in the mirror and say, Hey, I got to fix it. So we'll, we'll see. So today I'm saying, give it another month, but you know, I got no promises a week from now that I'll be like, Oh, wrap it up B. It, it's it, it's done so we'll see how it goes well it's a week to week you know league it's a week to week thing with with desmond ritter again i'm willing at this point to give him another month assuming that we see some progress again it's just like don't know like again i don't need you to be good like i just need you know on a 10 point scale stop being a one my guy can we can we get to a three and a half you know a three and a half is what i will take at this point in time like that, that's progress three and a half out of ten Right. That's a that's a F <laughs> F plus. I'll take an F plus at this point in time. A D minus like, man. But so we'll leave that aside. We'll talk about speaking of not terrible things. Let's talk about the Falcons defense and their solid performance uh, on this Sunday. We'll get into that as we continue today's Locked on Falcons. So we know, you know, the Falcon season's all about figuring out what they got a quarterback and hiring the right people. Did, did they hire the right quarterback? Did they hire the right coach? Who knows at this point in time, but, uh, you know, for you as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know, your, your small business's success is all about finding the right people to help you achieve your goals in 2023. And it's seemingly going to go swimmingly for you. Your, your whole building can burn down and it will be better for you. But Hey guys, you know, it's easier for you to find the right people because all you got to do is go to LinkedIn jobs right? and you can find all the qualified candidates by matching with the people that have the skills, the values, experiences that are going to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs gives you the tools that you need, like uh, screening questions so that you can screen and rate applicants and base them off the job qualifications that you look for all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com. Slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So the defense played well today, right? You know, they they give up some explosive plays that you know contributed to the, the Jaguars scoring points, but for the most part, it was a extremely winnable game for the Falcons, at least from the defense's perspective. Right. And you know, we sit here four games in and we've seen solid performance after solid performance from this defense, right? Now, when you compare it to how terrible the offense has been, the quarterback, you know, they look, the defense looks incredible, right? They held Jacksonville to 10 offensive points through three quarters. Again, there was that pick six, 
Uh, that's not on defense. Now, they, they kind of ran out of gas in the fourth quarter. Let the Jaguars go on some extended long drives. But again, I think the win was kind of out of their sails at that point when the Falcons weren't able to come away with some points on, uh, you know, consecutive drives in the third quarter. Um, you know, Jacksonville was able to convert a couple of third downs. But I think prior to like the last two or three series going into the fourth quarter, Jacksonville was only two of nine on, on third downs in this game. So they were getting stops there. They sacked Trevor Lawrence two times. They hit him seven times. Right? They mostly shut down the run game. Lawrence did have a couple of uh, good runs in this game to sort of pad their total. Uh, Jacksonville finished with 105 rushing yards, 42 of those coming from Trevor Lawrence. But Tra- Tra- Travis Etienne, Trevor Etienne, which, which, you know, there's two Etiens. One place for Clemson, one place for Florida. I don't remember which one. Travis, right? Trevor, I don't know. Who cares? He only averaged about 2.8 yards per carry. <laughs> We're there, guys. One of those ETN boys, right? Now, again, you there were some bad plays from the defense in this game. Again, they gave him some big plays. A couple of bad plays from A.J. Terrell. He blew coverage on that opening Jaguars touchdown to, to Calvin Ridley, a 30-yarder, blew that coverage. Then at the end of the game, when Jacksonville was kind of running out of the clock, they they kind of threw up a p- prayer on, on the third down, you know, to Calvin Ridley, who got a step on Terrell on that play. And um, Trevor Lawrence kind of underthrew it, so Terrell was kind of forced to, to run into the receiver. But outside of those two plays, A.J. Terrell was asked in, in between those two points to basically shadow Calvin Ridley in this game, and Ridley only had two catches in this game, Right that 30 yard touchdown and then one like eight yard completion and was mostly a non-factor in this game outside of that one busted coverage. And that's owed to AJ Terrell. So even though AJ Terrell had a couple of bad plays, I'm betting when I go back and watch the film later this week, like I'm going to look in AJ Terrell was locking down his side of the field and he was shadowing um, Calvin Ridley. And so that's something that we haven't really seen from AJ Terrell this year. We haven't seen a lot of that from AJ Terrell in the past, right? We've gotten glimpses of it. Sometimes it's gone well. Sometimes it hasn't gone particularly great, but he's always generally done better against the quicker, you know, speedier receivers, the Stefan Diggs's, you know, those types of guys versus the, um, you know, bigger guys. So that's something that the Falcons can put in their, you know, back pocket moving forward and say, okay, if we, if we want to shadow AJ Terrell, we can, we can do that again. All right. Now, again, Trevor Lawrence was able to use his legs a little bit, you know, that's hard to stop. All, all, all mobile quarterbacks are particularly hard. And given how the Falcons want to play defensively, two deep safeties, a lot of man coverage, it means less eyes on the quarterback. And so if he can break contain, as Lawrence did a couple of times, it can hurt you. And right, there was that 122 yarder that he had in the first quarter that kind of set up their first score. Um, you know, Nate Landman was spying him and that got kind of lost in traffic and that gave uh, Lawrence a lot of room. And But other than that, you know, Watching the game live, and we'll see what the film says. I thought Lamon was pretty solid. You know, he gave up, you know, a couple of receptions to the tight end. You know, Evan Ingram gave them kind of some fits in the second half. But it, overall, outside of that, it was an overall really solid day for the Falcons defense, right? They had some key stops after Ritter's second pick. You know, Jacksonville got stymied in the red zone, came away with no points. And, you know, th- this game could have easily been, if the defense hadn't showed up, this game could have easily been like a 30 burger. For the foul for the Jaguars, forty burger potentially, but defense absolutely did their job. So I'm not going to sit here and go overboard and tell you, oh, this is a great defense. This is a, a one of the better defenses in the NFL, right? But they've consistently put this team in a position that if they just had average performance from their offense, just average. If this was a league average, if they're the 19th best offense in the NFL, Falcons probably be four and zero right now, right? And that's going to be you know potentially the theme on the on this podcast moving forward. You know the D is going to keep you competitive every week. 
And that's all that's all we were asking for, right? We haven't gotten that in Atlanta for like five years. Um, you know, once they get a real pass rush, like mm, now we're gonna be cooking, right? You know, and purely hypothetical, because clearly at this point it's certainly um imaginary imagine imaginary idea. But let's say the Falcons figure it out and somehow make the playoffs this year, right? I'm not going to be like sitting here telling, oh, this is one of the better defenses in the league, right? You know, unlike teams like Dallas and Philly and San Francisco, like quote unquote real contenders, right? You know, that have real pass rushes because they got some dudes up front. You know, the Falcons don't really have that, right? You know, that's what the Falcons kind of need at this point. And I think Grady Jarrett has done a solid job, but he hasn't been that dude that we were hoping and wanting to see from him now that he has some help. Now, until he is, you know, that dude that can take over games in the ways that Nick Bosa and Micah Parsons and, you know, Jalen Carter <laughs> can, you know, this defense is going to be solid. But, you know, that's going to keep them from being a real legit defense, if, if that's what you want to call it. So, again, I know it sounds like I'm nitpicking, which I am, but I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your butt and tell you, oh, this is a great defense. It's, it's a good, solid defense, right? Again, average play from the offense, you're going to win games. Right. And that's been the problem. So that's part of the reason why I'm not panicking about the offense. Cause again, it's just like, man, the, the bar is so low. Just like, just can you be the 19th best offense in the NFL? If you can do that, man, boom, like we're going to start winning games. So, you know, talking about dudes, Bijan was a dude, John was a dude, but that's going to lead us to a question of why isn't this offense as explosive as it needs to be. And that's going to get us into a conversation about Arthur Smith. And we'll get into that as we wrap up today's locked on Falcons. So, guys, snap back into the action in the NFL this year with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place that $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time now than to get back into the action. It's an app that's safe. It's super easy to use. You get paid nearly immediately. You know, there's a wide range of betting options for you, including spreads player props, over-unders, and more, right? The Falcons haven't been great from a spread standpoint this year like they were last year. So, you know, if you're going to join FanDuel, you might want to start betting against the Falcons if you're interested in making money. So, you know, if you're interested in making a little bit of money, you know, as you watch this team squander their opportunities each and every Sunday, hey, just go visit FanDuel.com slash on, and you can make a little bit of cash on the side as you watch your favorite football team crash and burn. This season, FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. So as you guys know on this podcast, I've been defensive of Arthur Smith through four games. I'll probably continue to be defensive of Arthur Smith through four games, right? Because when we talk about, you know, he is certainly not the biggest problem for the football team right now, right? Your quarterback, you know, turning the ball over three times is, is the biggest problem. But you you did see some of the issues that I've had other people have had um, on Sunday, right? This offense struggles to play from behind because they have a struggle to, to dial up explosive plays. Now they had three explosive plays in this game, a 38 yard run from Bijan Robinson that set up their lone touchdown on the opening drive of the third quarter. You know, Bijan being Bijan. Bijan had another explosive run, a 21 yard run that, you know, on their, I think the subsequent drive got them back to, out of backed up territory to get them closer to midfield and, and give this offense a chance to score again. And then in the fourth quarter, you know, you had John o. Smith get a 33 yard catch and run where he broke a couple of tackles that set up another potentially would be touchdown. If only Desmond Ritter 
had, you know, hit uh, Drake London on a sprint out. Love, love the play call Arthur Smith sprint out, you know, 19 times a charm. We'll, we'll get it right eventually. Um, you know, but there was a force out, you know, um, <laughs> London only got one foot in. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway. Um, so like, again, that, that speaks to the lack of intention that you've heard me talk about a million times on this podcast over the last two plus years when it comes to Arthur Smith and, and designing explosive plays, right? Like all those explosive runs, all those explosive passes was John U. Smith or B. John Robinson being a dude, right? Taking a simple carry and turning what would be, you know, with Tyler Algier at this point, you know, a five yard run and, and Bijan turning into a 20 or 30 yard run, right? Taking a simple throw underneath to the tight end. That's, you know, 10 to 15 yards, you know, like it used to be with AJ Brown taking a simple dig route and he, AJ Brown turns a 12 yard dig into a 40 yard gain. And that's what John did on, on his big play in this game. And so, you know, again, Ritter's the bigger problem here, but like, that inability to be able to, to design up explosive plays is a problem. Now they, they had took some shots in this game, right? But Ritter didn't hit him. Right. And so again, that's why I sit here and I say like, as far as Arthur Smith is concerned, like he is not the biggest issue that we're dealing with right now here in Atlanta. But you know, when you're designing explosives to Mac Hollins, good luck. You know, meanwhile, Scotty Miller, who's out here in running forties in the four twos is twiddling his thumbs on the sideline. And I'm just like, you, you, you're going to, you know, our, all of our shot plays are to Kyle Pitts, who is basically a hybrid tight end wide receiver, and to Mac Hollins, who is basically a hybrid tight end wide receiver. It's like, can we get some speed on the field? Right. And you heard Dan Orlovsky, Lewis Riddick on the broadcast all day talk about how the Falcons, you know, teams are just going to stack the box against the run and the Falcons can't threaten teams when, when they do that. So that's something that the Falcons got to figure out. Right. And a lot of that's on the quarterback, but a, a good chunk of that, you know, over 60% of it is on the quarterback. But, you know, somewhere between, I don't know, 30 and 40% of that's on the play caller. And so that's what I mean. Arthur fix Arthur Smith has to fix it. Right. He's got to figure it out. That's that's really the story of the next 13 games. Right. You know, I don't know what the Falcons are going to do. We had hopes and dreams of playoffs. And, you know, we're, we're so far away from that at this point. Now, again, defense is playing like a playoff caliber unit, but. We got to see if they can fix it over these next 13 games. Can Arthur Smith and, and Desmond Ritter fix it? Right. You know, if and when we start getting more cleaner performances from Desmond, Ritter, then you'll start probably seeing me point more fingers and be louder about Arthur Smith. Again, at the, at, un, until that point, it's to me, it's more nitpicking at this point. But, you know, as I sit here and make fun of Desmond Ritter by calling him the names of other bad quarterbacks, I could probably sit here and do the same with Arthur Smith and, and call him Matt Nagy call him Pat Shermer, call him Adam Gase, Mike McCoy, Ken Wisenhut, Mike Malarkey, whoever, right? You know, I didn't think we'd be here, guys, four weeks into the season. You know, I've been talking all month long about low expectations, low expectations, low expectations. All September, I had probably lower expectations than most of you guys. Well, not everybody. I know I know some of you guys were like, Ritter stinks from the, from the jump. But I was just like, you know, I had low expectations and the Falcons can't even meet those low expectations. Again, just be the 19th best quarterback in the league, man. That's all I'm asking. There's still time for him to do that. But we we are anywhere close to that at this point in time. So, you know, we're one quarter of the way through the season. I know I know four doesn't go evenly into 17 games as it used to with 16 game season. 
but we're four games in, we're one quarter of the way season. And so now it's time, you know, your 15 game script, right? The way that you schemed it up. We talked about this last week, you know, the way that you schemed it up going into the week didn't go as according to plan, right? Through that first quarter of a game. If you're looking at the season, like it's a game, one quarter down 15 plays, you scripted up stunk, weren't able to move the ball in that first quarter. Now you got to make those in-game adjustments. You can't wait till halftime. Right? You got to figure it out in the second quarter. And part of the reason why I'm not, you know, I'm down, <laughs> clearly, from my tone of voice, guys, I'm not thrilled with this. But, like, I'm not panicking at this point because I'm like, you know, I'll panic when if the offense doesn't look better, you know, again, using the in-game analogy, if we get to the four-minute offense, we get to the two-minute offense, right? later in the second quarter, later this month, if you're not following my metaphor, my analogy, right? If, if, if we still haven't been able to do anything, you know, I don't, I don't need you to go out there and, and, you know, go on these 75 play touchdown drives. Again, if are you following me on the metaphor, right? To start the second quarter, right? I don't need you to, to fix it all. Right. But you got to make progress. All right. You know, I don't need a 75 play, or 75 yard, you know, 15 play touchdown drive to start the second quarter. But can can we get a couple of first downs and just get to midfield and punt? That's all I'm looking for over these next couple of games against Houston and Washington from the offense. Just can we get to midfield and punt? Let's just play the field position game. Let's get to competency in these next couple of drives to start the second quarter. That's all I'm looking for, right? Then when we get to the end of the half, right? When we get to week seven, week eight, now I'm going to need you to start, you know, week nine, whenever. Now I need you to get and go get points on the board, but just get the competency. We got to start baby steps. That's all I'm looking for at this point, guys. So that's why I'm not necessarily being like, we, we got a bench ridder. We got to do, you know, just, just, just get me, get me, get, can we convert a third and seven? That's I mean, a third and four. Like that's where we're, we're at that point where we can't even convert a third and four. You following me on the metaphor? Can can you visualize? Can you picture what I'm talking about? So we'll we'll see. You know, hopefully we'll have a guest tomorrow to give their thoughts. Maybe they'll be higher, lower, whatever on the team. Haven't confirmed that yet. Then later in the week we'll watch a stinking film, and we'll see, <laughs> we'll see if there's anything good coming from that. Let's talk about the defense. Good God! All right, that's it, guys. Appreciate you. Watch. So, you know, watch some good football teams this Sunday and just forget about the stinking Atlanta Falcons. You know, I'm telling Jarvis, like, all I ask from this, I don't, I don't care if you win or lose. I don't really care. I didn't care. It didn't bother me that the Falcons lost to the Jaguars. Didn't bother me that this was, the you know, once again, the get right game for the Jaguars. You know, I've been a Falcon fan for 30 plus years, guys. Like, I can, I can handle. I'm a grown man. I can handle my favorite football team losing. But all I ask is stop embarrassing me, guys. That's all I'm asking for. And man, we're we're so far away from those first two games where it's like, hey man, they're finishing, and this is a new identity for the Falcons, and you know, this team that actually finishes games. Like, okay, can yeah, now we're back to being embarrassing. Okay. Like this is this is the closest thing we're gonna get to a primetime game, guys, where everybody's watching us. You know, if anybody, you know, foolishly decided to wake up early Sunday morning here stateside and watch this this stupid football team. So that's what it's like. Don't embarrass me. This one, I was happy. Like, oh, we're not going to get any primetime games because they won't embarrass me. Don't embarrass me. That's all I ask. They didn't do that. So 
All right. That's it. Appreciate you. Uh, if you have any feedback, by all means, leave a comment. Hit me up in the Lockdown Falcons Discord link in the description below. Join the subtext if you want to hear my vent on <laughs> the Falcons on game day. You can get those one-on-one -on -one conversations. If you want to vent towards me, hey, the subtext is a great way to go. 14-day free trial, then it's $4.99 a month after that point. Great for you. Join the link in the description below. So, you know, send me an email, lockdownfalcons at mail.com. I'm glad I don't have to be on Twitter. <laughs> I'm glad I don't got to be. Oh, man. Thank you. Appreciate you, Elon. Appreciate you. I don't, I don't have to be on Twitter for this nonsense. So, all right. That's it. Check us out tomorrow. Continue to make us your first listen. For your second listen, please, please check out Locked on NFL. Listen to somebody talk about good football today. You ain't getting that here on Locked on Falcons. So, there you guys have it. Appreciate it.